Hello again, and welcome back to Blamey English. Today, I've got a new episode for you. And in this one, dear listeners, I'm going to tell you whether you can or cannot lie during the IELTS speaking test. So, if you've been wondering, can I lie during the IELTS speaking test? So, today, it's your day to find out. Let's get to it. You're listening to the Blimey Cast. For more information about the Speaking Master, my online training for the IELTS speaking test, visit blimeyenglish.com. Hello again, and welcome back to Blimey English. Today, I'd like to talk to you about a very important topic, which is whether you can or cannot lie during the IELTS speaking test. And to talk about that, I've written another article and I'm going to read it with you so we can discuss a bit more about that. So, this question, can I lie during the test? I get this question frequently and is in fact one problem that many, many, many candidates need to cope with, they need to deal with, because they're so nervous that sometimes this can affect their performance during the test. This question, this idea of lying during the IELTS test haunts the imagination of many, many candidates simply because they're predicting they will not have something to say during their test and their whole world will fall apart. The thing is, you might not have something interesting to say, but your whole world doesn't need to fall apart, right? And this is because, yes, you can lie during the test. I will repeat that for you. You can lie during the IELTS test. The IELTS test is not a lie detector test. As long as you can convey information and pass knowledge, pass information to your examiner, you will be just fine. As long as you can talk and answer the questions, your examiner doesn't need to know if that was true or a lie. Think about this not as lying, but as creating information. Think about this as creating information. You can create information during the test. The whole point is how good, how skilled you are at doing it. That's the main concern here. Because the only thing that matters is the level of English that you're using during your test. Your examiner is not, they're not judging you. They're only analyzing and judging so to say, your level of English, not yourself, not your personality. They're judging your command of the language, right? You should bear in mind, and to bear in mind is an expression that we say that means you should have in mind that the speaking session of the IELTS test is designed to assess your command of the language, not to judge you. That's the truth. So, if you have nothing to say whilst presenting an answer to a question, you can create new information. You can come up with something. 
you can lie doing the test to make more ideas and thoughts, more interesting, intriguing, relevant ideas and thoughts. Yes, this is me saying to you, lie if you don't know what to say during the IELTS speaking test, okay? Be calm with that. Be with your spirit calm and tranquil, okay? So, I've got some things to say to you, and I even got some examples to give you. In part one, for example, as you already know, the questions made, the questions posed are related to your life, related to things that you like or dislike and your personal opinions. So it should not be that hard to find information during part one of the IELTS speaking test. You simply answer them. Of course, of course, you need to know how to answer those questions because you are in a test, in a test situation. So you need to, do, you need to know what to do. But the thing is, the point I want to make is, they are simple questions. You don't really need to lie about them. Let's take an example. Um, one question of the part one, okay? I will take one part one question and uh, explain it here with you, okay? Let's imagine this question here. Do you like watching films? Let's imagine that this is uh, the question posed to you, the question asked to you. There's no reason to lie about this question because they're simply asking whether you like or not watching films. See? Just answer the question saying if you appreciate it or not. Now, in part two, the questions commonly require the candidate to talk about one topic, to talk about things that happened in the past. This is quite common and that could be a bit trickier here because we don't easily remember things from our past, right? People can't remember precisely the facts and details in a daily basis, let alone something that might have happened uh, years ago. See, mainly, mainly when we are on the spot, to be on the spot is an expression that means to be under pressure. You are on focus here. See, then questions in part two, they might require you to talk about your favorite book during your childhood, as an example. And that's the type of information, think about that, that's the type of information that demands a moment's consideration to call to mind, to recollect, to remember, because naturally, you don't remember those things, do you? I don't. Most people don't. So, you, of course, you have that one minute to prepare and take your notes, and you better go through it thinking. That's why I've developed one of my techniques during part two, which is the bullet point technique. And this technique is for this case to help you do this here, to help you think precisely about what you're going to say. For instance, uh, look at the following part two question and topics. I'll, I'll paste the question here for you. So let's see this question. Describe a recent development in your city. You should say what it is, 
How could it help people and explain whether it changes your life or not? That would be、um, a question from part two. Okay. As soon as they read the heading of the question, the heading of the question would be describe a recent development in your city. As soon as candidates read these, the heading of the question, candidates who think they must always provide true facts. They start getting nervous because sometimes it's not easy to remember one recent development in your city, is it? I can't remember the most recent development in my city. Can you? See, in that case, it would be better to lie and to use that one minute that you have to build a story about one development in your city. It doesn't need to be a recent one. That's the point. But you can't pretend it is. See, it is possible to talk, for example, about a public building that already exists, but talking about it as if it was brand new, as if it has just been inaugurated. You see, that's the whole point. Your examiner doesn't need to know that you're lying, because all that matters here. Is your level of English? Okay, moving on to part three. The questions are more abstract and complex, and they really force you to explore your knowledge about the topic. You know this, right? The questions you get in part three they are more complex and abstract, and you need to go deeper into the questions' understanding. Okay, so in this part, you can range. Over your experiences to fulfill the expectations of the test. If you don't know what are the expectations of the test, well, you need to know. You need to know what is expected from you. If you don't know or don't remember well what to say, then it's not a problem to lie. I'm sounding a bit repetitive here, but if you don't have anything to say, or if you can't remember something to say, and that fact, that precise fact of not knowing what to say, makes you feel uneasy, uncomfortable, lie. You can lie, speculate, talk about what people would say, talk about general understanding. See. Talk about what people generally believe. In that matter, for example, let's see one question here from part three. This question would be: Do you think friendship affects our personality? If you have your own arsenal of ideas about the question, so arsenal, an arsenal is a group of weapons you've got to use during war or during a fight, right? In this case here, of course, it is a metaphor, but To use your arsenal would be to use the full abilities of your skills. Okay, if you have your own arsenal of ideas about that question, do you think friendship affects our personality? Then just go ahead and explore it. But if you don't, if you don't know what to say about that, or if at some point you don't know what else to say, you can create facts. You can lie. It's possible for you to talk about what people think, about other people's opinions, about other people's experiences. 
use other people's examples to illustrate your answer. Or simply to talk about the topic, giving one opinion that's not your own. You can do this. Your examiner, again, doesn't need to know that that opinion is not yours. It doesn't matter because there are no wrong or right sides here. The right answer is the one by which you express a line of reasonable thoughts, presenting examples or reasons to it, and relating and comparing them with other relevant facts. That's the point here. You see, can you notice this? The idea you've got to keep in mind is how to lie, how to create information. Start, if you can, start with something that already exists. Start with something already existing and then keep going as you go adding new details to it. You see, start with something that is real. Start with something that is true. And then you go adding facts and details over it. Now that you've got the general idea, the gist, gist is a word that means the general idea of something. Now that you've got the gist of it, I will tell you something. And don't get me wrong or unethical because I'm only helping you to pass your test. I want, I just want you to pass your test, okay? But here's the thing. I'm going to teach you how to lie. <laughs> Jokes put aside, because obviously I'm joking. I'm not going to teach you how to lie, see? I'm not going to teach you how to cheat during your test because that is illegal and that is wrong. I'm not going to teach you how to cheat on your test, but I'm telling you how to answer the question that you don't know how to answer. I'm going to tell you how to answer a question when there's no right or wrong answer. You see, that's different. Okay, having said that, let's take a look at some examples of part one questions, okay? The first one is this, do you like coffee? Do you like coffee? And as I've told you, the questions in part one are quite basic, right? Quite simple. So there's no need of lying to answer them, okay? In this case, for instance, do you like coffee? You just need to say whether you like coffee or not. I mean, of course, it's not only that. You also need to apply the two techniques I've developed for that moment, which are the personal view technique and the focus detail technique. Those techniques help you finding the right way out this moment, help you finding the right things to say. But the point is, you don't really need to lie here because the question is just asking about your personal liking, your personal taste in some subject. That's it. Notice, notice that the question doesn't even mention a statement such as, some people prefer coffee over tea. What about you? You see, the question doesn't say that. So there is really no need to lie here, okay? You just say what you reckon, what you think about it, okay? Now, another type of question that you might get in part one is this. When was the last time you were alone? That could be another question from part one, okay? Not rarely, not rarely, people get so nervous doing the test that they may forget about things like this. 
Again, the question is asking you about your personal life. It's not something complicated, but you don't need to lie about it. See? But if you don't remember the answer for that, if you really don't know what to say to answer that, okay, then lie. You can lie. There are two basic ways of lying here, okay? The first one is to think about one moment about your life in which you'd like to be alone. Talk about something that you'd like to do. Let's say, for example, that you have quite a busy life and you would definitely enjoy a moment just for yourself. Let's assume that, okay? Then you can talk about that as if it has happened. Say, for example, that you are indeed a busy person, but last week, last month, last year, you decided to have a time just for yourself and went for a hotel in another city to relax. See? The other way to lie here is to use contrary ideas. For example, if the question is asking you when was the last time you were alone, Think about the contrary idea. Think about a time you were with lots of people. Lots of people were close to you. Then all you need to do is to answer the question using the contrary idea to develop your answer. Careful here, okay? Careful here. I'm not telling you in this case to answer the question talking about a time you were with lots of people. I'm not saying that to you. I'm telling you to use this to create information based on the contrary idea, to create information about a time you were alone or you'd like to be alone, okay? Like this. I'm going to give you an example of answer to this, okay? Let's imagine that last month your friends decided to have a party, okay? And you were there with them. You were there at the party with your friends, okay? But to answer the question, you're going to talk about the situation as if you haven't been there, as if you haven't attended the party. You can say, last month my friends decided to throw a party, but I couldn't be there because of my work. I know that they had a great time there because they told me about it afterwards, but I needed to work, so I stayed alone at home that day. See? See what happened? You use the contrary idea. You use the contrary situation to answer the question. And that's a good strategy, by the way, if you really don't know what to say. Now, let's see how to lie during part two. Okay? Imagine the following question. Describe a book from your childhood. You should say what book it is, what the book is about, and why it's important to you. That is one of the questions that you might receive during part two, or the type of questions that you might receive during part two, okay? Here, things can change a bit because you need to talk for up to two minutes about that. And let's just say, we don't really remember a book from our childhood, do we? Do you? I don't. So the IELTS test is just like that. They want to see if you're able to talk about a topic, about something, about a subject that you don't really talk about in your own language, in your mother tongue, you see? 
Of course, the techniques I teach in the Speaking Master course help you immensely in this situation, especially if you need to lie. In this case here, if you really don't remember a book from your childhood, lie. Lie. That's your best option, okay? I will tell you how. You certainly know many stories because you might have watched movies and films during your whole life, right? So what you're going to do is simply tell one of those stories as if it was from a book during your childhood. For instance, you don't remember any book from your childhood, but you've seen the film Harry Potter, haven't you? In this case, you've got some options. The first one is, tell the story as if you have read the book in your childhood. Now, the second option is, tell the story without giving the names. In this particular case here, you might be audacious enough to say at the end of your answer something like, to be honest, this book that I read when I was a child is quite similar to the story we know these days as Harry Potter. See? Then we've got the third option. The third option is tell the story changing it. Since you're lying, there's no need for you to be precisely objective, precisely right, or precisely true to the story because you're lying. Then tell the story changing it. You might even say that you don't remember all the details or the name of the book because you were too young. You were a child. You can say that. The thing is, you can surely take a story from your adult life and tell it as if it was from your childhood. See? Start with something that is real, that is true, and then go adding details to it. Okay? All right. Let's see how to lie during part three. In part three, you know you get the hardest, the most difficult questions because they are more abstract and complex, right? So you need to go deeper into the question, not for another reason. There are three techniques that I've developed and I teach in the Speaking Master. These techniques can help you go deeper and right into the question's understanding. They are the answer reasons technique, the comparison relation technique, and the example quote technique. That's what they're designed for, okay? However, when it comes to what you're going to say, when it comes to what you're actually saying, if you don't know what to talk about, then your last resort might be to tell a lie. Let's see one question from part three, okay? What are the benefits of reading? If you're not able to talk about that, without making it up, then that's it. Lie. You need to lie. The question is how? How to lie? As I've said, start with something that is true. Okay? In this case, I reckon we all agree that reading is a relevant activity, right? Okay. But if you don't know how to say some of its benefits, the benefits of reading... A good way to start lying is to talk about what other people say. Even if you don't know what are the benefits of reading, you certainly have heard someone saying that 
They were reading a book and they felt happy, disappointed, inspired, more intelligent, etc. Right? Then you start talking about that, about what people say. And you keep going, you keep going, speculating what people would say about it. See? Another way to go here is what I've already told you. The contrary idea. Imagine the opposite idea. Imagine the opposite of it. So, the opposite of the benefit of reading is the harm of not reading. Then you start talking about that, about what happens to people when they don't read, about what happens to you if you don't read. It's important to have in mind that you don't need to agree with the question. You don't need to agree with your examiner, but you need to be able to explain it and to justify your answer. That's you need to be able to do. That you need to be able to do. In this case, then, if you really don't see any benefits of reading, you can say it, but you need to explain and to justify it. Now, can you? Can you explain it? And can you justify it? Wouldn't it be easier for you to lie? Think about that. All right, all right, this is it. I hope I've helped you with this class and that now you're more confident and calm when lying during the IELTS test. And even more, I hope you're more confident knowing that you don't always need to tell the truth, okay? That's the whole point of this class here. Be confident and be calm to give the answer you want during the IELTS speaking test, okay? If you like this content, then please consider subscribing to my YouTube channel or following Blimey English on Instagram and on Facebook, or you can even listen to the Blimey cast, which is the podcast I make to help you when you cannot watch the videos. This is time for me to go now, and i see you in the next videos. Cheers! You've listened to the Blimey cast. For more content, visit blimeyenglish.com.